Hi, this is Adrienne Barr. Welcome to another episode of I Was About to Say. So today I want to talk about voting and civic engagement. I had originally planned to make this just a cheerleading episode about getting out the vote, but I saw something today on social media that actually turned this one on its head. And it's really going to be about civic engagement instead. We have a lot of campaigns right now, and rightfully so, about getting out the vote. We are five days away from a momentous vote that could very well change the the whole fabric of America and what we look like as a country, what we are as a country for anyone for generations to come. Regardless of which way you vote, you need to vote. And this episode isn't about telling someone to vote as a Democrat or telling someone to vote as a Republican. It's about telling people on November 3rd or by November 3rd, vote. If you have the opportunity, vote early. Please vote early. Before you vote, before you go because of COVID-19, double check your registration. There are a number of websites, local and national, that you can check. Check TurboVote, T-U-R-B-O-V-O-T-E, to make sure that you are indeed registered and make sure that you keep up with not only this current presidential election, but also future elections. Make sure you have a game plan for when you're going to vote, especially if you wait until next Tuesday. Where is your poll? What time do you plan to get there? If you have medications, because if you have to stand in line for five or six hours and people, if you wait until next Tuesday, that may be a reality that you may have to wait a long time because there could be technical glitches. There could be other people in line with you. So make contingency plans. And above all, please be safe. Make sure that you take your face mask above all. If you have glasses or goggles, even if there are shades, Take your glasses with you because coronavirus has been proven to be able to enter people's eyes through the um, eye ducts. So wear glasses or some sort of eye coverings or wear a face shield along with your mask. Don't just wear a face shield and nothing else unless that's all you have. But go prepare to be safe. And I hate to have to say this when we say safety as well, but... I live in a state where the FBI is concerned about potential violence at the polls. So in terms of being safe, be aware of your surroundings, be aware of people around you, particularly if there are armed militia who are intimidating voters, be aware, just be conscious of anything that may attempt to get in your way to vote. Do not feed into that negative energy. Stay focused, stay on point, but get your vote done. So that's that piece out of the way. 
So I want to talk about the civic engagement piece because I saw people talking today about people who have decided that they may not vote next week. And whether someone decides to cast a vote on November 3rd or before, make no mistake, don't get it twisted. You are voting. You are voting a negative vote or you're voting an affirmative vote. But either way, you are casting a vote next week. And there are impacts and implications to your refusal to vote. The impacts on the very things that you want to change by your protest refusal to vote, those impacts are still going to go forward because you refuse to vote. So let's not pretend that's not going to happen. So whether you go to the polls or not, you have to vote and you are voting. But I think one of the things that someone, as I said, as there was a, a very healthy discussion around this issue, I think the older generation has just gotten into this cycle of every four years, we just tell people, go vote, go vote, go vote. But we don't put the same effort into civic engagement the 1,600 days, um, roughly 1,600 days in between each election. And we need to start putting that same emphasis there because we have a younger generation that I think it's wonderful that they're no longer drinking the Kool-Aid. We can't just tell them to go vote and they see no results from who they're voting for in terms of legislative changes and policy changes that are impacting the things that are important to them in between the two-year cycle or the four-year cycle. So in my mind, what that means is we have a delta with helping people understand how government works fundamentally in the United States. So a lot of people are upset about a number of things and everything is just on the presidential election, which is kind of erroneous thinking. Everything, if you have concerns about policing, if you have concerns about climate change, if you have concerns about your schools, that doesn't reside solely on the president. In fact, most of those concerns are not on the same with the single elected official at the president's office. There are a number of state and local government officials who you should be looking to hold accountable for what's going on in your local communities. But when people are only looking at the president and at the candidate for president, that tells me that they don't understand how and who to hold accountable when things aren't working the way they should in their local communities. So people become disempowered and they start feeling like their vote doesn't matter and their voice doesn't matter and that just simply isn't true. It's just that they don't know where to make their voice heard and also how to hold people accountable. In America, we vote for people. It's like a job. We are, The candidates come in. They interview really well. 
we hire them for the job, and then we go let them hang out in the break room for two years until it's time for their next annual review or biannual review. We have to be better supervisors and managers of the candidates who we hire and we send into these elected offices. And that's something we have never done, but I have a feeling that the younger generation is going to cause a paradigm shift and it's one that needs to take place. And I think it may impact one party more than another, and I'm not gonna call that party's name, but that party is going to have to start looking at how do you figure out ways of citizen engagement where you have regular meetings and you are accountable for why you do or you do not propose legislation that addresses issues that are important to people in your constituency. Why you do or you do not vote certain ways and having regular meetings with them. We have Zoom now. Even before coronavirus, we had Zoom and we had other technology that there's no reason why your local politicians aren't meeting with you at the state level, at the local level, why they aren't having virtual meetings so that more people could attend from home and attend when they're you know, in different various locations so that they could, they can participate in the process know what's being said, know what's being done, and know what they're voting for. We're going to have to make these processes less exclusive to the wealthy and exclusive to lobbyists. And that's going to be a real fight in America because those parties aren't going to give up without protests. The wealthy's not going to give up that power and lobbyists aren't going to give up that power. But if we want people to continue voting, we're going to have to show them that their vote matters more than putting people in office who are completely divorced from their needs. When we see people protesting, literally putting their lives in danger because of issues that never change significantly legislatively, that is a problem. We look at how long have we seen protests that have been taking place since Trayvon Martin was killed since we've seen so many children brutalized even in schools. We've seen girls brutalized in schools. We've seen cancer alleys where we have pollutants in communities and it's gotten worse, not better. Look at, don't look at alternative facts, look at real facts. We have our healthcare in jeopardy. These things, but it's we tend to look at one or two individuals, but that's not how our government works. We have to look at things on a much larger scale and look at the details. You have to get civically involved people, and we have to teach our all of our generations what that means and what their role has to be. And if their politicians are meeting their needs beyond the rhetoric, and beyond when it's time to vote for them, fantastic. But if they are not, then hopefully people will become impassioned enough that they may actually want to run for office themselves. Now is the time. We have to make this country great again by making it ethical again. Make it great again by making it a country that we can all be safe 
and healthy and proud of. So for people who are undecided, which is probably the, the group that makes me scratch my head the most, but I respect everyone where they are, um, look at what are the issues that are important to you, whether it's immigration, does it matter to you that children are treated in inhumane ways? That family, we're all a part of a family. We all grew up with people, hopefully, who loved us and nurtured us. Imagine if when you were growing up as a child, someone ripped you apart from your mother or your father and you never saw them again and no one cared about that. Imagine how you'd feel and see if you'd feel the same way about some of the policies that we have implemented against other human beings. In cancer alleys where people are living near plants and chemical plants that are causing disproportionate amounts of cancer in certain communities where poor and minorities live, is that okay? Healthcare. Healthcare isn't just about people who are unemployed or people who are on Medicaid or subsi um, su subsidies. It's about people who are working, people who have health insurance through their jobs as well. Because there we receive extra coverage and coverage for our, fam for our children as a part of ACA or Obamacare as well that we're threatened to lose. So there are so many things that when you refuse to vote, that you are casting a vote, or when you're undecided about these things and you just can't really figure it out, you are making some very precarious choices that may be made for you and for all of the rest of us. So this episode is just to ask people to really Think long and hard about the implications. I understand the frustration. Believe me, I really do. But vote this time. I'm just going to ask you to vote this time and then do everything you can on starting on November 4th. Get involved because we all have to take responsibility and everyone who says I'm not voting because I'm frustrated, you have a responsibility to go to those civic meetings. M many cities, I used to live in a city, Alexandria, Virginia, and they had um, academies, local government academies, where you could go and you participated for a number of weeks in learning not only how um, civic government works, but also there was also a police academy as well, which I thought was fantastic because it was also a way to learn how our local police department interacts and how they operate with our community as well. If you don't have one, if you don't have both of those two things in your community, Get your mayor to set them up because they sh you should have them. And then you need to go through those academies and learn how to get involved and stay involved until you see the changes that you want to see and learn how to affect those changes and get other people involved. If your police are beating up people like pancakes, then you need to figure out who in your city government is responsible for overseeing the police. If you come from a place, I have to say very honestly, 
when I lived in Alexandria, I didn't have a problem with my local police. I actually, I commend the local police there. But that was because the local citizenship is very involved. You have to take responsibility. We all do. So I just ask people that want to sit this one out, please don't sit it out. Please vote, but please get involved and stay involved. And know that Twitter is not involved. I don't care how much you retweet a legislator, how much you tweet at them. That is not even remotely the same thing as you being in your local government meetings, as you being in their face, and as you holding them accountable. So that's what I wanted to talk about tonight, and I hope that I do get through to someone out there. Um, go vote on November 3rd, please. Um, take everyone with you, and then on November 4th, also make your plan for civic engagement, and I'm hoping that both parties on November 4th and going forward will figure out ways to have regular meetings at local, state, and federal to remain engaged with their citizenry. Have a good one.